Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and alongside me is... Jay, as usual. All right. All right. Sorry about the delay, guys. Uh, you know, I put out a little teaser today. Um, just saying, uh, you know, my work schedule has been a little hectic. Go on a two-week road trip and come back and all hell breaks loose so yeah didn't mean to disappoint you guys you know i know a lot of guys look forward to uh tuesday morning drive to work listening to the podcast and stuff so yeah it was kind of a bummer i think that was the first tuesday upload we missed since we started it basically yeah so yeah, sorry all you guys were driving home and probably road rage the whole way. Yeah. It's yeah. totally Brian's fault. It's all my fault. <laughs> you know. It's absolutely Brian's fault. <laughs> no, I agree. Uh I take the blame one hundred percent for it. So it was it was uh, totally my fault. Gotta love real life. Yeah, buddy. Gotta love it. But um yeah, you know, I uh I threw out there that we wanted some of your guys' feedback on uh, the Blue Sky Angler 360. There's been a lot of talk about that boat um, in the kayak fishing community. Um, I also stated that uh, Jay and I were going to talk about uh, taking some young guys out fishing. And um, also listener questions and feedback, which uh, we did get some of that. So... uh, we're going to touch on that a little bit as well. 
So, yeah. Uh, what do you want to start with, my man? Uh, let's go with the blue sky. Blue sky it is. Yeah. So, when your first time in the blue sky was what? When you were down at the Jackson Summit? Yeah, but not last year. It was the year before that when I was on one of the prototypes. Okay. So, still, uh, still in design. They're testing with everybody, see how they liked it. Uh, it's definitely a lot different than what it was. Um, but uh, from this last time, though, being on a finished product, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, it's, you know, I don't know. I just see a lot. It, it's just, it's a little bit to get used to at first, and I think you'll agree with that. But then once you kind of start getting your bearings on it, it's, you know, you start to see, like, where the a lot of the positives are with it. Not that there's any negatives, of course, but sure. just because it's so much different than a kayak. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's, you know, I could see it being really good for people with knee problems who can't get down really low. And just the pedaling just from that angle is a lot easier and a lot better. Um, but, uh, you know, f- of course, fishing, you know, uh, I was following around Eric, uh, Eric Jackson recording him. Uh, as he was doing stuff and it was so much easier from that so i could see the blue sky being a great platform for like any videographer or even like a wildlife photographer or something um but yeah incredible stability just incredible stability and uh you can do ton of stuff with that boat yeah i um so the first time i saw it was back in i think it was like january end of december um you know, Rocktown got one in. Uh, I did an unboxing video that's on our YouTube channel uh, with Travis over there. And, um, you know, I know we touched on this way back at the beginning of the year. But, um, you know, at the fishing show, that boat was like the hot item. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it was a lot of old guys, like you said, that had back problems, knee problems, things like that. Uh, fast forward to, uh, not this past weekend, the weekend before, uh, you and I went out fishing. I borrowed the demo from Rocktown. Um, I was pretty impressed, man. Um, it's a cool platform. Um, the pedal drive was nice. I think that was like my first or second experience with the Jackson flex drive. So kudos to them. I dig it. I'm interested to see um, what it'd be like with that new two-blade prop that they came out with. I, Dude, I hear it's the rage. I mean, I saw it today. Everybody, you I saw it. I saw it today. You guys got new drives in with them. So um, there's there's a blue sky. A new blue sky came in. Um, we didn't unbox that one yet, but. Um, I was doing some things around the shop this evening, uh, worked up there for a few hours, uh, tonight and, uh, the big rig HDFD pod came in and it's got the two bladed prop on it. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I may, may need to get that put <laughs> together this, this week. I'll be at the shop again tomorrow. So, um, <clears throat> Yeah, it was interesting, and that weekend I had the Blue Sky was Mother's Day weekend, uh, so I had my folks over um, for Mother's Day dinner, and, uh, you know, my old man's been hounding me to 
take that thing for a test drive since he saw it at the Chicago Fishing Show. So uh, after dinner, I was like, hey, come on, let's go. You know, I drove down to the lake, and uh, my old man's uh, a pretty big dude. He's uh, like 6'4", 6'3", something like that. Um, but he's probably north of 350 pounds. He's a big, heavy set dude. And uh, he got on that thing, felt totally comfortable. Uh, I think he caught like three bass in the 20 minutes he was on the water. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, it was, uh, it was cool. He was over there giggling and stuff. Um, I recorded from when we were out on the water, so I got to throw a video together, and I'm going to throw the couple little clips um of him on it that i have um that i just took on my iphone but um yeah it's super cool it's super different but i think the thing that kind of sparked the idea of this conversation was um our man drew gregory uh who i ran into down there in tennessee um obviously a lot of people know he's been fishing out of that blue sky and uh, he took second place at the national championship out of that boat. And um, it seemed like Drew had a lot of questions on, like, how he had his rigged up. So he posted a photo about it. And, you know, then the peanut gallery out, just started. Out came the haters. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so I, I know you had a comment on there at one one point in time. Uh, I just couldn't take it anymore. I, like. Normally we refrain from jumping in. Yeah. And I was I was cool. I was yeah. cool. No. I mean, I said stuff that's not I mean, that I said stuff that you would already know that is, is very true. Sure. Um the main message would be like I mean cuz everyone's like it's not a kayak and it's you know um what's it called it's too wide, it's too this. It's like dude, the KBF allowed it. It's yeah. not Drew's fault. It's not anybody's fault. The the KBF is doing some strategic moves. Sure. Just letting something like that in. Yep. Which will open up the doors for other stuff, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's not a kayak, and you're right, because we nobody calls it a kayak because it's yeah. not a kayak. You may hear me call me, you know, you may hear me call it a boat, but it's not a boat either, but that's what I call everything that floats. Sure. Um, you know, for a you know, a little like a useful term. But anyway, <clears throat> um yeah, it was just I just like I said, I was like, Oh my god, like Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know what else to say. Yeah. You, know, so. you had a comment in there like uh, grown men crying, something like Kleenex. Oh, at the end. Kleenex, yeah. Kleenex makes some great products to wipe up those tears or something. Yeah. And it's I, pretty much at the end. I, I couldn't help but laugh, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think it goes back to like, I used to have a strong opinion about uh, uh, electric motors on kayaks. And obviously now I'm kind of running one. Um, you know what? I will say this though. I'm kind of on the other side of that one. Yeah. Uh, I know we're we're on the blue sky thing, but <clears throat> I have always been like, if you have a motor, you shouldn't be competing against anybody that's paddling or pedaling. See, and that's I'm okay with that. That's the way I felt. Um, so, and I still feel that way to a degree. So. Unfortunately, to keep up with those folks and be able to cover that kind of ground, yeah. I joined the trolling motor party. Uh, granted, granted, I don't have a Torquedo. Uh, I just have a little 30-pound thrust trolling motor, uh, which is great. Um, but, 
you know, it's just, uh, so, you know, I guess my point to that is, is how do you go from, okay, uh, a torpedo that'll make you do five, six miles an hour is okay, but because this guy's got a higher seat and a little bit wider platform, it's not okay. You know, yep. because some of those guys that were complaining, so to speak, uh, have those torpedo setups and things like that. Sure. Um, so, you know, and I want to say it was Chad Hoover, you know, said it best, you know, um, kayak fishermen were fishermen first, not kayakers. So whatever they can do to get that fishing edge, they're going to do, whether it be a new bait, uh, new trolling motor, uh, new boat things like that um so when you think about it from that aspect that's great um you know i totally get it but um not only that but you see a lot of comments like oh money money will will get you whatever you want in the kbf basically so um i find that kind of hysterical because you know um, I had the pleasure of meeting Eric Jackson, super nice dude. Um, but he contributes a lot of money to this, these KBF events, you know, and it's just like your bigger prize pools are coming from people like that. Um, uh, whether it be Luther from Bonafide, Eric Jackson from Jackson Kayaks, uh, you know, whoever from NRS, you know, you got all these bonus, bonus buck promotions going towards KBF. Um, you know, without those, you know, your prize pools would be pretty minimum unless you want to pay a higher entry fee, so to speak. Right. So it's like, it's a battle of two worlds, you know? So I think that point is kind of invalid. Um, you know, because it, if those guys weren't, contributing that kind of money towards the KBF or, you know, uh, I don't, Hobie series gets money donated from Hobie, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I think it'd be a whole different tune. Like, oh, you know, payouts aren't as much. Um, yeah. And then they raise entry fees to get payouts higher. And then, you know, uh, nobody wants to pay the higher entry fees. It's like that vicious cycle. Like no matter what you do, nobody's <laughs> going to be happy, so to speak. Yeah. So I, I kind of find that argument a little, little funny, but, um, yeah, I mean, I had posted a picture, um, of me on the blue sky with a fish and, um, it's a great picture. You know who took that? I did. <laughs> yeah. I know this guy. I, I know this guy. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I can't find him. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't know where he is. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it started up some conversation, and that's kind of kind of what drove me to this because I think uh, conversation is healthy, and you know, as long as we all take yeah, at sure. it with an open mind, um, you know, why not? Yeah. Um, if, if I could elaborate, like, so I, on the comment that I made, the message that I was sending was, you know, instead of complaining about what people are fishing off of, why don't you concentrate on your game? You know, like concentrate on, you know, fishing more, 
figuring out those patterns and this and that, and then maybe you can beat Drew. I don't care who you are. Drew's going to be a hard guy to beat no matter what. He's at the top just like a few of the other guys are. Uh, I mean, there's a good solid like 20 competitors that are in, in these tournaments uh, you know, on the regular that you're going to have a hard time. It doesn't matter if they're in a, a nine-foot, you know, sit-on-top, you know, <coughs> cabana, banner, whatever the kayak, that Malibu kayak thing yeah. is, super unstable. Those guys will still outfish you. Yeah. I mean, and that's my point. It's like it, it shouldn't matter, like, in terms of that. Plus, what are you going to do about it? I mean, it's like the tournaments allow it. Right. So unless you don't want that kind of stuff around, well, then you, I guess you got to start your own tournament that doesn't allow that stuff. And even like I said, you know, about motors. Maybe you just start a, a human-powered, you know, uh, tournament series. I mean, that's fine. Then you can allow canoes in there, too. I don't know. But so that, you really just, you got to get in there, man. You got to fish the waters. It's funny you bring that up because um, I, uh, I saw something recently, uh, and it was some chatter from a, uh, a KBF Online monthly uh, challenge event. And the bottom of the, you know, he's guy submitted the picture of the fish and the bottom of the boat's clearly aluminum and they're like how is this a kayak well it's actually a canoe canoes are allowed in kbf so i think a lot of people don't know that just because there's not a lot of canoe guys fishing um but what you just mentioned brings up a good point um so i'm i'm just kind of going off these comments on this photo and again this was posted to our instagram and our uh, facebook page these comments are off the facebook but uh our man justin marshall out there uh he was on the listener roundtable he was asking if this was my new boat and i'm like no uh it's just a demo using it for the weekend i'm like however i'm contemplating it it truly is an ultimate fishing platform and uh he agreed, and he's like, I'd like one too. He's just afraid of KBF or some of the other trail organizations changing the rules on them in the future, which I, which I don't think KBF will change the rules. But, however, uh, you know, uh, Kayak Bass League uh, here locally doesn't allow them. Um, Not yet. Not yet. But I'm telling you right now, the KBF is like the standard now for a lot of these these other tournaments around the country, and they will mimic. Matter of fact, they most of them adopt the same rules uh, for the most part. You know, in in terms of scoring fish and everything. So, I mean, I don't doubt that you'll start to see the blue sky start to be allowed in a lot of like local tournaments. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, yeah, I think. Over time, it may be accepted. I think it's just a young concept right now. Sure. Um, so, you know, certain leagues are, aren't accepting them because they don't know what to think. Because um, I, I think I yeah. had a conversation with uh, Alan Wiedemeyer from KBL at one point, and I think it was during the fishing show um, because we were standing in front of the blue sky. And he's like, you know, it's not, not really a kayak. I don't know really what to think about it. You know, things like that. Um, so I get it. I mean, I don't, I don't blame them. You know, I don't hold anything, you know, any grudges or anything, you know, <clears throat> I don't owe one, you know, I just used a demo. So, mm -hmm. you know, however, I have been thinking about it. And, um, and that was the thing too, is I told, um, uh, Justin, because I'm supposed to be fishing late Lake St. Clair this weekend, but however, uh, 
you know, that's not happening and that that's the next uh, Central Division KBF stop. Uh, we won't go down that road. But, um, you know, I told him I was thinking about bringing it um, just because big water, big boat, you know, like you'd have to be in some pretty gnarly weather to have that thing roll on you. Oh, uh, you know, so for a safety aspect on a big body of water like that, I take that over my bonafide SS-127 any day, sure. you know? Um, so that's just the thought. Um, I almost bought that thing. I know. We we and, talked about that. Yeah, it was, it was between the big rig uh, FD or that. And the only reason why I went with the big rig is because, well, most of the reasons anyway, is because I would have had to figure out another solution with the uh, blue sky because my trailer would not accept the blue sky currently. Yeah. You'd have to um, break it down every time. Yeah, or you just throw it in the back of the truck. But right. I mean, but if I'm bringing the tent, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then it's then we got a problem, you know. And I'm just like, you know. So I mean, it's a great boat. I consider it. I got strip mines and quarries out here. You you've been on them. They would be per- that thing would be perfect. Yeah, for that I, type of fishing. Yeah, I would love that thing out out on the I quarries. Mean, oh, just perfect. I mean, it's like you'd be out of the way. And, you know, and here's food for thought too. You know, everyone's like, oh, it's not fair, this and that. Hey, that's fine, whatever. But I'll tell you what, there are tournaments out there, and I'll give Bent Rods, the Bent Rods Club, um, a shout-out for this. Uh, They're more local to the northern Illinois, uh, southern Wisconsin region. These guys have a tournament series where anybody can join, and it's CPR, you know, the, you know, uh, CPR, you know, catch photo release. You have, like, straight-up $50,000 bass bugs Fishing against, I'll say the lowest form of it would be the fly fisherman kayak. Yeah. You know, and you've seen it. And that dude that fly fishes at, he wins sometimes. I mean, just like the guys on the boats or the guys in the kayaks. I mean, you're fishing against every type of platform. So, you know, there's other tournament series out there that offer this. And while everybody else is complaining about it's not a kayak, it's like, well, it's also not a boat, (laughs) you know. It's. I mean, we're talking like serious bass boats that you're fishing against, and some of these guys are still whooping those guys. So it doesn't really matter what type of vessel you're in. It just matters, you know, how how much game you got. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, I know um, in that bent rods, uh, you know, we were just talking about Alan. Uh, I think he took like second or third at one of their events. Maybe it was even first. You know, and he's fishing out of a new canoe. Yep. with a with torpedo yeah. you know so um yeah i mean it, it definitely uh breaks down to the actual fisherman you know um so the other comment was uh from brad hicks uh another ohio boy shout out to him uh congrats on his uh he won a tournament out that way i think it was uh i don't want to say the wrong club so i'm not even going to say it um, but, uh, he said he's fine with the blue sky in tournaments. As long as it doesn't have a motor of some sort, the pedal drive is fine. Paddling that thing is a pain. Yeah. I wouldn't want to paddle that thing. Um, but my comment back to him was, well, what's the difference between a blue sky with a trolling motor versus a Hobie Jackson native bonafide or wilderness systems having a torpedo other than the deck space? Um, which that's one thing I wanted to bring up is like that deck does look wider, 
but you can't necessarily walk around it as much as you think you can because on those pontoons there's um hatches that is storage in those pontoons you can't stand on those i stepped on one i heard a crash don't tell (laughs) rockdown um but it didn't break but um you know you can't you can't totally walk all around that deck um I think you can if you're like 150 pounds. Yeah, well, I'm not even close to that, dude. I'd have so to. All you medium-sized dudes, you got it made. <laughs> yeah, like Drew, like Drew Gregory. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we got to ban Drew from that, but yeah, you that's know. what you should be banning Drew. <laughs> we'll start that. Like, everyone, get on the horn. Start posting tonight. No, we love you, Drew. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Drew's a good dude, but um, you know that's the thing. You can't. It it is a big open deck um you know you can kind of move around a little bit more than a kayak so to speak but it depends on the kayak you're referring to i think um i think it also it presents more hazards too oh yeah dude there was one time i think uh i almost tripped on the drive and fell out of the boat you know Um, what if you drop your phone there's a good chance that thing will bounce on that deck and bounce into the water yeah, let's not talk about dropping yeah, phones. I'm just saying, like, like you know, of course I would have my lanyard, that, like Brian. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, but, I, but I mean, but that's the thing people like think about too. It's like you know, <laughs> when you're when you're sitting in a kayak, you've got that cockpit, and you you got high walls, and it's now in the blue sky, you don't. You're actually higher, and just think, you're higher with your phone. Yep. You're higher off the platform. I mean, everything is at risk now. You know, so, I mean, there's, you know, so where there's some, you know, positives, there's negatives. I mean, it's, you know, or pros and cons rather than negatives. Um, you know, you just got to figure out where you're at with it. Yeah, no, totally. And, and Brad's reply was, you know, I'm not a fan of the Torquedo and, and tourneys either. It's much more impressive to him when a guy wins without all that stuff. Uh, those torpedoes can hit way more spots than someone who is paddling. And I agree. And we touched on that, you know, um, and I just want to say like, I'm, I'm throwing these comments out here. I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm just, you know, like I said, I started this out. This is healthy conversation. Yeah. Yeah, It's a conversation. We're just sharing everybody's ideas. So not picking on anybody. So, and I'm on his side, you know what I mean? Right. No, at the same time, I got to tell him, don't enter the, the tournament then. Yeah. If they're gonna allow it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I have the same complaint. Yeah. I, I watch guys buzz past me all the time and I know. Plus, they're not tired like you at the end of the day either. Yeah. Like However, there's a whole physicality, you know, of it. I know there was a stat out there, I forget what it is, but wasn't it like the first three national championships were won by paddlers or something like that? I think it's because oh well, yeah, and I think to the the pedal it's drives still weren't pretty nice. new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hobie um, was pretty much the they were out there for sure. And everybody else was just catching up for the most part. Well, I know uh well Mike L C <clears throat> won this year and I think he was in a Hobie, wasn't he? Something like that. Um but whatever, regardless. Um, it doesn't matter. It's, yeah. You're gonna catch the fish. I mean you, yes, you do hit more spots, but you know, and here's the thing too. So people who are worried about the motor on the blue sky, um, Jameson Redding heads uh, pretty much that division. And I remember him. He's been testing out gas motors, electric motors, everything. 
and you can you'll basically top out at like the same speeds that you would on the kayaks because there's a point where the kayak you can overpower it and it doesn't do anything anymore matter of fact it gets dangerous so yeah regular kayaks get that and so will the the blue sky the blue sky is not going to go 10 miles an hour yeah it's just not yeah you you know i mean water comes through the that that bottom scupper where the the prop goes you know where the dagger board comes up i mean jameson was telling me it's like crazy there's like a waterfall so i mean you, you can't go too fast you have to you know i mean five mile an hour maybe a little bit over that but that's just like doing a hobie well, I saw, doing five mile an hour. I saw a video, um, I think it was this past week, uh, Dan from Headwaters Kayak out in California, uh, they put the Titan 10 or something, Titan 12, up against the Blue Sky, and uh, the Blue Sky was actually a customer of his uh, boat, you know, he sold it to him or whatever, and he had a transducer arm off that front... Um, deck space between the two pontoons and as uh they kind of did like a race you know between the two pedal drives and they were pretty much staying head to head with each other um but that transducer arm um created like a wave of water coming up over that front deck so he kind of slowed down a little bit so it was kind of funny um that's on headwaters kayak youtube channel um, well, and that brings that's an interesting point too because, like, if, if you're pedaling or um, if you're motoring, if you have an arm hanging out over the side of your kayak or whatever your vessel is, bring it out of the water, you'll you'll coast better. Unless, of course, you're trying to read the bottom or something. But if you're going at high speed, pull it up and you'll go. You won't. Um, what's it called? You'll get better torque out of it, and you won't be burning out your battery so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So shout out to Daniel Perry. Um, he's from down in Alabama, I believe. Um, he said they that he doesn't believe they should be legal in tournaments, but he sure does like how easy they are to transport, putting down the wheels and lifting the handles on the pontoons and the fact that they still fit between the wheel wells in a pickup. Oh, yeah. And uh, I agree with that 100%. And... Um, I was like, I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm definitely on the fence about it, but there are so many things now that uh, I don't think should be legal in tournaments. However, you know, fisherman first, kayaker second. Um, he was like, yeah, it's tough. I, I not necessarily believe the 360 should be illegal. It's just what will be next. And I think that's, you know, that's a good question. You know, where do you start drawing the line uh, when you keep going there? Um, he's like, we've allowed motors. We've allowed multi-hull boats. What's next? Where will the line be drawn? That was his statement. Um, maybe it should be unrigged hull weight with a max thrust, max watt-hour battery. If they don't get out in front and set the limits now, it's... It will be the industry setting the standard, not the anglers. Uh, That's kind of interesting. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, he's like, although I like Chad Hoover and hundred percent appreciate what he had done for what he has done for the sport, I do not think he should be the one to decide. His drive to grow the sport will blur any line between kayak fishing and regular boat fishing. Oh, okay. I mean, so. 
there's some stuff that Chad does that I don't approve of either, you know, on other fronts. Sure. Uh, Chad is running a business. Yep. I don't know how else to say that uh, other than just like that. He is going to make choices for the kayak fishing, you know, the kayak bass fishing community that, you know, uh, promotes it. He promotes it. You can't say he doesn't. Um, he's bringing in other boats. Um, he's promoting fishing as well. You know, it's it's his prerogative. Yeah. I mean, they're they're his rules. Yep. I mean, the only way to contend that is to start another tournament series, which some are trying to get that big, but no one's coming close right now. But um, you'd have to start another one that can contend with it. I think at the same level, and then also shut down certain vessels if that's what you choose to do. Right. That's fine. You know, again, I'm on your side with the motors stuff, but, <clears throat> you know, I don't really think you're going to be able to stop the KBF from, you know, from doing stuff. They're going to keep evolving. There's some other stuff coming out, guys. You, I've seen some other stuff that is similar kind of to the Blue Sky. So be ready because that stuff's coming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I I get I get where Daniel's coming from, um, you know. Uh, it's just you know where do where do you where do you draw the line in the sand? Sure. Um, but, I thought they would have done it with the Titan. The Titan's a boat. Yeah. By is. definition, the, the the thing's a boat. Sorry, guys. Now you're ripping the thirteen on footer. The thirteen <laughs> foot is a boat. It's a boat. It's got a that, flat back. That's what I thought when I yeah, thought it's a that, boat. That 13 and a half foot Titan is just ridiculous. Um, the 12, you know, I've, I've pedaled Jacob's 12. Um, and yeah, that thing, you'll never flip that thing over. Um, you know, the only difference uh, between that and the blue sky is you can't turn the chair around and walk in the back, but you could probably jump over the chair and oh, yeah. stand in the back of yeah. that thing, you know. But uh I know they got a thirteen and a half footer um up at the shop and uh dude that thing is just it's massive. And yeah. I, I struggle lifting that twelve with Jacob, like that thirteen, trying to lift that thing on your own, like no thanks. And I <laughs> I totally understand why guys are you know, instantly put boondocks on their, on their Titans, you know, you'd have to. And that's the one nice thing, you know, um, you know, like Daniel said is, uh, you know, the ease of the blue sky with the, the landing gear already on there. Um, I loaded that thing on the Malone trailer easy by myself. Um, just kind of lifted the front end on, went to the back, slid it on, put the wheels up, strapped her down, and off I went. Or when I dropped it in the water, I put the back end in first, uh, got on the boat, uh, pushed away from shore, and put propped the wheels up when I was on the water. You know, and that's the design. Yeah, and that's it, what they—that's what they want you to do. It's flawless, man. Um, I mean, I really loved my time on the boat. Um, I don't, I don't really think I had anything bad to say about it. Um, no, I think you did pretty well. I mean, 
you beat my ass out there. Like, <laughs> I had a stupendous day fishing. Oh Video coming soon. Yeah. Um, I think I caught one fish. It was. Well, you started Dude, off had... with what, like a 17 and a half or 18 inch bass right out at the gate. Yeah, hitting a pike lure. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I mean, I thought it was a pike, remember? Because because yeah. it took that swoop at it, and I was like, "Whoa," you know. And I, then I'm like, "Oh man!" Like I got a pike, and I'm like, this is, "Oh man, it's not a pike." It hits the lure, and Jay's like, "Oh man, I miss this so much. This is what a pike feels like." And then yeah. the bass gets close to the boat, and you're like, "Oh, it's a bass. It's a bass. Damn it, bass." I, I know, <laughs> and I'm just Dude, laughing. I... <laughs> I made sure to spray like tons of pipe repellent on all my lures yeah. that day. I didn't get into one pike. I got one. I got like three follows, and I got one solid hit. And it was just a bad day with fish that day. I got, for me, I caught a pike that day. Yeah, Brian caught all the fish. I think in the lake, hammered him, hammered him. Yeah, did pretty good. But uh, well, it was funny because the day after, I think I got out for. Was it the day after? No, the day after we went down to the river and fished. It was it was that Monday I went out with Travis. And he spent some time in the blue sky. And that was his first time with it. And uh, I was in my RS-11-7. And uh, he enjoyed it. Um, you know, same thing. He's like, oh, can't step on those hatches. So he discovered that real quick. Um, I believe he caught a couple bass but i did catch some pike that night i think i caught three um and that was the night um this kind of segues into our next subject unless you got something else on the blue sky um i was just, oh i was just gonna say like if anybody you know any any of you guys are out there or i'm a fence you're wondering even if you're a hater go out there and try that thing yeah go demo it i totally yeah. agree yeah, go try it out. Bring a fishing pole. Go check it out. You know, I would say, you know, try to get like an honest opinion from that standpoint. There are a lot of people transitioning right now from, I know people that had the big rigs and they're already getting out of those and getting into the blue skies, especially since the KVF said it was cool. Yeah, I that was a point I was going to bring up. So uh, at the FLW KBF Open, uh, Drew Gregory was fishing out of one. Eric Jackson was fishing out of one. I think somebody else. And there's there's a lot of guys out the there. The highest think, highest didn't Josh Evans have one too? Or yeah, something? I think or... so. And the highest placing person was Drew Gregory, and I think he was in like twenty sixth or something. He was like mid twenties. So not a kayak. Not a kayak. Yeah. It's the <laughs> it's the fisherman. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and we all know on any given day, on any given day, if you've done your homework, if you, you know, if you're one of the good guys out there, I'm middle of the road. So I'm not talking about me. You will get out there and, and you will, you will knock them dead. You could win that tournament. You know what I mean? You just the really, what do you, you got to be persistent. You got to be out there doing it every day. That's, what's going to get you that, that, you know, that first and second, third place. You know, it's not the boat. The boat's going to help you. Sure. But. I've, dude, I've got my butt by guys in like regular sit-in, hundred and fifty dollar kayaks. Yeah, buddy. Well, it's gonna happen whether you like it or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, it is what it is. It all boils down to the fishermen. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, so going into our next segment, uh, we each uh, took some trips out with some, some young kids. And, uh, you know, Travis, uh, like I was saying, um, he was coming to pick the blue sky up for me. He wanted to demo it, took him out here on the home lake, and he's like, hey, because uh, he actually grew up in my neighborhood here. And uh, he's like, hey, uh, there's this neighbor kid that lives next to my folks' place. And uh, he, uh, he's he got a kayak. He wants to go out fishing with us. You care if he comes with? I was like, no, man, not at all. So I'm thinking like, you know, 17, 18-year-old kid. This dude's like legit like 11 or 12. Comes walking down to the ramp with his little kayak on a wheelie cart. And uh, he's like, what's up, dudes? Let's go fish. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of cool. He kind of clung to me. Like, uh, you know, the whole evening, uh, he was kind of watching what I was doing. He was asking me a bunch of questions. And uh, I totally dug that, you know, because the youth is the future of our sport, right? And uh, okay. so uh, just talking to him about the podcast and things like that. And uh, he ended up getting on some good fish. And he had a scale with him. Uh, cause I keep forgetting to throw mine in the boat because, you know, we were catching, uh, pre-spawn females and those 17 inch females were three and a half pounds. Oh, wow. So they're, they're chunky. And, uh, uh, I saw him catch a, a three pounder and, you know, the smile on his face was epic. So it was pretty cool. Um, he had told me, uh, like a, a week prior or something, he caught a four and a half pounder. So we did a little fist bump and that was that. So it was pretty <clears throat> cool. But uh, I think you had a, a little bit more epic trip. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I took my girlfriend's uh, son out. He's like 15 years old. And uh, he. so what I've learned from with kids and even my own is you just can't force any of these kids into this stuff. You know, you can't just be like, you're going fishing and you're going to like it because they won't. And he like legit came up to me and he was like, Hey, you know, well, I actually said, I was like, Hey, you want to do something today? And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, he's like, well, here, I got two choices for you. I was like, let's go kayaking. I was like, we don't got to go fishing. I was like, but let's go kayaking or something or we can go bike riding. He's like, I want to go kayak fishing. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> what? Yeah. You know? And he's like, and he's like, no, I want to go kayak fishing. I'm like, for like real. Like, yeah, like, you're not like, just joking with me. Yeah. So, and I was like, cool. And, you know, so I started getting that set up and then I, I went through the questions and this is how I knew what I was going to be dealing with because I don't know him on this level. Now he's a boy scout and boy scouts, you know, you get your bobber and your hook, you'll catch your fish, you get your patch. Um, this is kind of the scenario that was, I was like, well, I was like, well, how do you usually fish? You know, like what kind of rod do you use? He's like, he's like, well, I use, I usually use the push button kind. And I was like, Oh, like, Wow, I was like, we really are going from the beginning here. I don't have any of those in the garage. No, I do. <laughs> but, ah! but but the thing is, is that they're theirs, like from when they were younger. Okay. And, and I'm like, you know, I actually have an underspin too. I think uh, a little Zepco Ultralight underspin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I was like, I don't know. I should look kind of high low, and finally came up with the uh, with the the push button closed faced. And uh, it had a bobber and a little hook on there and a little split shot. And I was like, okay, fine, let's go. You know, because I was like, the bluegill will eat this up. I'm like, what kind of bait we got? 
So I, we brought ham. Nice. <laughs> of all things. Hey, you know. <clears throat> so anyway, we get down there. I only brought a couple rods too, and we get down there. Um, he's kind of going through some growing pains. I'm watching him. I, I'm helping him along. And uh, I'm noticing that, you know, he's getting tons of hits from bluegills, just tons and tons, but they're just not taking it and sure. just not catching them. So I'm watching from a distance. I'm like, I'm going to whack you rig because I haven't done it in a couple years. Like, and that's, that's usually my jam. Yeah. So I started throwing that. I was like, I started finding some fish. I had already caught like two bass right in front of him. I could see him kind of getting discouraged. Sure. And then I, I was like, I just looked at him and I'm like, hey, I was like, you want to use my stuff? And he's like, sure. Now, mind you, I'm just using a spinning rod, wacky rig. This is stuff he's so foreign to him. He's never used it before. So we back off into the deep water and uh, the, well, the deeper water. And I kind of give him an impromptu 101 session on how to use the wacky rig, what it is. But, you know, the spinning rod, like how are you going to cast this and that? Just pretty much every in and out just to get him going. Sure. Had him cast. Um, he did some practice casts out in the deeper water. And when he felt uh, a little more comfortable, he moved in, um, you know, towards the bank because they were all in the. I, I think some of them were in like uh, post spawn, like just coming off of it. Sure. But they were all in the shade. They're all up against the, the banks. Anyway, so we're right by like where there's some submerged timber and in, in, in like a sunken boat. So then he comes up and I'm like, all right, is like, we want to do is you want to like throw it over there in that pocket. I was like, try to, I was like, I know there's weed line right there. Try to work it off that edge. And, uh, so he's still getting used to the spinning rod. Um, and I, plus I've got, I'm using P line. So it kind of jumps off the, the spool a little yeah, bit yeah. for a beginner anyway, uh, because of the floral coating. Sure. In, in case so many people don't know that. Uh, floral carbon does not go well with spinning reels. I don't care what the packaging says. It just jumps off. Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, trust me. Go ahead. You proved me wrong. Um, I got no, but, pure uh, floral on my on my river rod. Yeah. You saw, it? you saw how that worked well, on Sunday. You know what, though? I think if you're using, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't care. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh back I think to the it story does, it depends on the weight too shut up yeah anywho but anyway so so he makes the cast he throws it out there uh this is like his second cast and the line jumped off a little bit and he's it's still foreign to him how to wind it up yeah so i had him putting his hand up by the, the first eye and everything so i'm talking to him while he's doing this and then i'm watching his line and his line's starting to like starting to, tra- starting to track out and i'm like I was like, dude, I, I appreciate you. you got a fish on you right now. I was like, wind that line up. I was like, you know, wind that up. And I was, and I'm watching the fish go out. And then I'm like, all right, now what you want to do is reel down. I was like, and then I just want you to lift the rod up, load up that rod, give it a couple good cranks, just hold there for a second, and then drop it and then bring it up and like and wait for some tension. And sure enough, man, he like he hooked into a good fish. It ended up being like a 17 incher. Nice. Um, it, it was funny. He's so he, he's so green that he had an issue too. Um, he reeled the the fish all the way up to the the, the front eye, yeah, the yeah, top yeah. eye. Sure. So I was like, you know, so I had to come over there and help him before he lost it, you know, to land the fish. But I mean, during all the excitement and everything, but uh, that was the biggest fish he's ever caught. That's so awesome. Um, and then we moved on, and he started catching fish on his own. That's awesome. 
you know, I even bailed on a spot because I'm like, there's way too much junk in here. And he's like, I'm going to stay here and work it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, go ahead, man. I was like, I'm going to go catch a fish over here, you know? And then sure enough, he's like, Hey, you turn around. He's got like another like 15 inch bass or something like nice. that. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, he, so it was kind of cool to watch somebody who went from a, you know, push button closed faced, you know, uh, whatever those reels are called. Yeah. Uh, his whole cheapy, like $15 combo thing. And then he's using, you know, my spinning rod and stuff, and he's killing it. That's awesome. You know, he's really digging it. Um, you know, and I already got picked out some stuff in the garage for him because we're going to Fremont uh, Lake this uh, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Up in Michigan, and he wanted to fish. That's awesome. So he wants to fish. So I'm like, I'm trying to set him up with some stuff. But it was cool to watch Justin that little bit just with the patience. You know, I, I just kind of stepped back and let him do his thing and – I was just teaching him, and I was fishing the same thing as him, so he could mimic what I was doing. Yep, and he was doing great. That's awesome, yeah. man. And he did have my favorite rod and reel for this, so <laughs> I had to use my other one. I didn't want to use it. I'm like, oh, I can't cast this thing for crap. That's what it's all about, man. That's what yeah, it's so, all about. So, yeah, yeah, it's funny because, um, uh, you know, I've had many conversations with the Godfather, aka Scott. And his son is, uh, you know, well, he was at that age where, like, he'd take him out fishing, and if, if the fish weren't biting, you know, he'd just get bored. Dad, oh, Dad can we go, you know? And uh, Get his phone out. I Yeah, I talked to him uh, today, actually, and uh, over the weekend he had sent me a bunch of photos, and his son caught a bunch of really nice bass up on Delavan. But um, they had taken him out on, uh, I think it was Saturday, he said. And, like, they started heading out, and, like, it was windy, cold. Like, uh, him and his brother-in-law were like, yeah, the kid's probably not going to last. And he stuck it out for, like, three hours, and then he was like, can you drop me back off? And then it kind of cleared up a little bit. And he texted him, and he was like, hey, can you come pick me back up? So, yeah, Scott's getting pretty excited because, you know, he's taking the initiative where he wants to get out there and get fish in and all that good stuff, which is great. I mean, um, you know, just spring break, my son was like, hey, you still got my rod somewhere? And I was like, well, I think the tip broke, but I got plenty of other rods. Why? (laughs) He's like, well, I just I want to go fishing all spring break. And mind you, my son is, like, big gamer, like, you know, sits in his room for hours at a time, you know, playing Call of Duty or whatever the hell. And uh, to see him want to get out there and get after it, you know, it's uh, it, it was pretty cool. And uh, he's still, out, you know, getting out there when he can, and uh, he's, he's definitely enjoying it. So uh, definitely cool. Definitely cool that the young kids are uh, – getting after it um you definitely got to like i said it before in the earlier uh, podcast there is a huge deficit out there in every state um even in the hunting worlds i mean it's like bring the kids out there show them what it's about they're gonna make their own decisions but i don't think without the exposure you know we got to preserve this stuff you know for them they they got to preserve it for people beyond that so you know, especially in this day and age, you know, um, you know, it, legislation is moving to limit some of these resources. So definitely get the kids out there as much as you can. 
because they truly are the future of our sports. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, I I agree with that one hundred percent. I think it's straight up accurate. Um, so uh, next next little subject. Um, uh, I asked uh, listeners for some feedback, and uh, Jacob Ruff, our man up in Wisconsin, had a question specifically for you. But uh, I just wanted to give him a shout-out. He fished a tournament uh, uh, not this past weekend, the weekend before, and it was for the Midwest Kayak Bass Club 2019 event number one on Fox Lake, Wisconsin. And Jacob took second place with 92 inches. So congrats to Jacob on uh, hammering out a a number two placing. Um, But his question to you was, uh, he wants to hear some tips, tricks, and tactics for summertime pike for when they hide deeper from the one and only Jay Randall. He said, (laughs) I feel like I catch some in the spring casting for bass but once the water warms up they disappear well well <laughs> okay well there's 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 two two different ways to approach this uh one of them is from the lake standpoint and the other is from the river standpoint um they're kind of similar in the same ways uh, uh but uh, i'll go ahead and dive into uh the river side of things um, generally, um, you know, obviously rivers are more shallow than lakes, uh, in most cases, um, you're going to want to like, you're going to want to work any of the weed lines that, especially if they're right off the cuts. Um, usually it's the, the water, it's more like backwater. It's more still water type situations. Um, but they also will be off of moving water if they're buried in the weeds. So I would say use any kind of, a um, uh, in, in the river scenario, um, not such a heavy bait, more like a half ounce, something that you can pull through depending on the current and kind of let it drop and just kind of let it cruise right along that weed line. <clears throat> um, test your depths. And uh, what I will tell you is in the rivers, believe it or not, I'm a big proponent of inline spinners, as anybody knows, especially huge ones. Like once you get an ounce, ounce and a half. Um, matter of fact, I just bought some new cowgirls for uh, – for Fremont this weekend. But um, in rivers, I rarely use treble hooks because I just hate getting them. I, I end up losing stuff with, because I mean, I'll take that bait down low and then all of a sudden I hook a log and then you're working on it. I mean, and when you've got like an, a 10, 12 down, you know, uh, $12 lure at the bottom of the water, <clears throat> you know, you want it back, um, especially if it's connected to braid and uh, a leader. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, I would say, you know, do do something like that. Just find some weed lines. You want to find some backwaters. Find like those little corners, even if it's like a little bit a little bit of an area that has no moving water. Uh, it has maybe like some wood like jumbled up into the corner or something. Throw, you know, my favorite thing is to throw a chatterbait with like a three three to five inch paddle tail on it. Oh man, you just reel that thing. Usually those pike will just nail that thing. And of course the color is white. Um, but you can throw black too. That works good. But yeah, I would say, you know, work that, that still water. It doesn't matter because pike will still be active with the warm water. Um, you know, especially with rivers because, you know, the oxygen is getting introduced. The water is always colder. 
um, in that sense. But uh, yeah, so backwater, um, just look for like little cuts uh, with weed lines. Look for areas with like logs, uh, you know, junked up with some still water because they'll bury themselves under that. Now moving on to a lake. Uh, lake is similar scenario with the weed lines. Um, you're going to want to look for anything that has like deep water connected to it. Yeah. So if you got like a flat, maybe that's, <coughs> you know, three to five feet, even three to six feet, let's go three to six feet deep and then drops off into like 10 feet, 14 feet, something like that. You really want to work those, those lines, especially the weed lines that are right off of the drop. Do that and then also work the um, the actual flat itself. Yep. Um, I've had a ton of luck with uh, a one-ounce rattle trap, like a redhead. That works good. Um, you know, uh, that, you know, because for me, it's it's a it's a big body bait. There's a lot to look at. Pike seem to respond to it. You know, throw a big bladed bait, um, an inline, um, or throw a spinner bait of some kind. Um, you can also use frogs. Topwater bites pretty gnarly. They've got some pretty big frogs for pike. Uh, you're, they're going to get jacked up, you know, so be prepared to spend some money, but you're going to catch some fish. But, uh, you know, generally, I, like, that's what I would be working. I mean, because you can't control the temps. And if you want to go catch these fish, you got to go find them. You know, the weed lines is the biggest thing, and they're so voracious that they'll hit these lures. Yeah. Um, you know, again, the chatterbait works really well. Yep. You know, with a, a paddle tail or a paddle tail with an underspin, uh, which I use a lot. You know, Brian, you seem using it a lot. Yep. Uh, you know, and actually, and now I'm kind of switching out my. I'm adding more uh, weapons to the arsenal now, so it's it, it's always evolving. But I'm telling you for sure, if you work those weed lines off of a drop off uh, or, or flat off of a drop off you will catch some fish. I mean, I've had days where my arms were tired and that was on heavily um, pressured water. Sure. You know, especially like on the Madison chain, I've had days where my arms, like I could barely in the days when I was paddling, it was like, I had to save energy just to paddle back. I mean, it was like that, you know, from slinging baits all day long. And I mean, you, you get worked pretty good, you know, but that's what I, I mean, if I was going to use any tips, I mean, that would, that's what I would do. I mean, you, it's pretty much the same thing between rivers and lakes. It's just that you're going to have different setups. Yeah. And you just you got to figure that stuff out. And it's not foolproof. I mean, you know, again, I went out with Brian. I know Brian's like pretty well now. <laughs> got smoked. You know, I mean, Brian did all the catching. I mean, he was bass fishing, you know, though. But, you know, it's funny because you caught a pike and then I caught a bass. And you weren't fishing for pike. I wasn't fast, you know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I caught something, and then, I, like I said, I had some pretty big bites, but they just weren't really. They're not. I mean, I think you would agree. Yeah. It was not like normal out there. No, <laughs> and you know, I think a lot of that was to you know because of weather conditions. Once it it was kind of a colder day, and then uh, you know, two days later when I was out there. Uh, air temps were warmer and those things were way more active um and then i had another night where i caught like four or five um where it was a warmer day and they were way more active but i agree to your point um you know i don't have a ton of experience fishing for pike except for when i run into them here on my home lake 
And uh, there's one point that uh, I call Pike's Point um, just because it's right by where uh, Jay caught that pike through the ice on the hot dog. And there's always pike there, and there's grass uh, comes out to a point, drops off till about yep. 10, 12 feet, and they're just always hanging there. And yep. then there's a big grass flat back in that area, like Jay said, you know, I've caught them as shallow as a foot, uh, yep. all the way out to six foot. Um, I've caught them on chatterbaits, uh, caught them on buzzbaits. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they'll nail a buzzbait. Fish mob lures. Um, <laughs> yeah, only buzzbait to throw. Um, <laughs> I've caught them on that. Uh, you know, I've even caught them on Senkos. And oh, I've, yeah. You I've can. caught them. I've caught them on uh, the TRD hogs on a Ned Rig head. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, you catch them on crankbaits. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, they're gonna pike are nuts. That's they're the type them. of fish where they see food, they eat. Yep. They like seafood, and they will chase it. But I mean, so to your point, your lake is exactly the description of the rivers and the lakes. I mean, yours is a lake, of course, but you have that flat. And it's perfect for running the spinner over it, uh, because they're they're in those weeds, they're down yep. in there. I think they feel that vibration, you know, they see it, whatever, boom, they're up there, they're getting it. Um, you know, I slow roll as much stuff as I can. That's why I got some cowgirls, because now I can really concentrate on just rolling it over like weeds and just hitting some deep edges. Um, but I mean, but that's what you got to experiment with what you got and. I would say too, if you, if you're going to be doing it, use like a medium heavy to like a heavy rod, fast uh, action tip, um, thirty to forty pound braid to a steel leader, or I use a titanium uh, leader myself, uh, just because it's a smaller profile and it's more flexible. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, that should be your setup, man. I mean, that's what I would be running with, and you should catch some fish. Matter of fact, Jacob, <clears throat> is he coming to uh, Madison? Uh, he may, uh, I don't know that he's fishing the tournament, but, uh, he may be up there fishing with us. Um, that was the other thing too. I was going to mention, um, you know, Jay and I will both be in Madison, Wisconsin. Was it June 8th, right? The weekend of June 8th? Uh, yes. Is a tournament. Um, but we'll be up there if you guys want to meet up, fish, whatever, uh, We'll be up there hanging out, and uh, I'm fishing the KBF tournament. Jay is fishing for pike, making bass anglers mad. And uh, <laughs> I know Chad Hoover's supposed to be up there. Um, it's uh, being run by Great Lakes Kayak Fishing. Um, so it should be a good event. Um, but if you guys have never fished the Madison Chain, uh, I highly recommend getting out there even if you're not partaking in the tournament um shout out to the dude i met at Rocktown tonight he's going to be up there fishing the tournament he's new to kayak fishing uh he was trying to get his depth finder stuff rigged up and uh he's fishing out of a bonafide ss 127 and uh yeah he uh he came in had some questions helped him out a little bit but uh he said he's going to be up there fishing and uh, told him about the podcast. So this should be a new listener. So welcome to the family, my friend. 
but uh yeah it's uh, it'll be an interesting interesting event um you know you got large mouth small mouth pike musky uh, i mean there's all kinds of fish up there um like walleye white bass yeah yeah i mean everything's in that cha- everything is in that fishery it's yeah it's as you know probably my favorite place on earth yeah buddy yeah <laughs> buddy so uh yeah if you guys are coming out let us know let's meet up um jay and i will be camping out i'll be in mobile hq and jay will be in mobile hq point two yep i'll the rooftop tent i'll be rocking that baby <laughs> finally i'm gonna get her out the weather's getting <clears throat> up yeah buddy so um yeah so hopefully that answers uh jacob's question and uh yeah you got anything else i'm good man awesome you're always good jay always i know good. <laughs> except when you're, except when you're fishing against me um so with that being said guys <laughs> didn't I, didn't i beat you in uh great lakes uh no you didn't <laughs> no you didn't nice try i beat you by what two three spots or something like that yeah. you know who i'm gonna be hanging out by the madison tournament right i'm gonna be casting like three ounces <laughs> right at you i appreciate just, that you just get here boosh, boosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh check out the website guys paddle the letter n and fin.com check out the store uh like we mentioned on the last podcast the yeah buddy and the and i'm jay t-shirt collections are up there uh, we got t-shirts, hoodies, uh, Dago tees, whatever you want to call them, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, if you guys have a question, comment, uh, want to reach out, talk to, hear about a topic like Jacob did today, feel free to reach out at paddle, the letter N in fin at gmail.com or hit us up on the social media paddle at paddle and fin on Facebook and instagram um be sure to check out our friends at rocktown adventures they have some demo days coming up so if you're looking for a new boat you're in the area get up there check it out um i'm now working at the shop on tuesday and wednesday nights and the saturdays that i'm in town so if you guys got a question you want to come see me whatever stop in the shop uh, check out our friends at Southern Lake Company, southernlakecompany.com. Use plastics. That's what I've been forgetting to announce on like the past three podcasts, and I'm sorry. But uh, take your used plastics this fishing season. Save them up. Mail them into the address that's in the show notes to Hammered Lures. Uh, Eric Richards out there is melding those down and uh giving those to heroes on the water i know he just partook partook or partake partook partook in a heroes on the water event out there in uh pennsylvania i believe it was um over this past weekend gave him a bucket full of fresh new baits uh for those guys to use and have so it's simple guys um I know our friends down there at the Moyak Series, Richie Lockery, has been collecting at every tournament. If you guys are fishing a local club, 
just ask the guys at the end of the day, hey, can I have your used plastics? Explain what's uh, going on with them. Uh, let's continue to grow this thing. I uh, started making my package that I'm going to be sending to Eric because I got a stockpile and I need the room. So um, address is in the show notes. Uh, I believe it's on our website and all that good stuff. So you can find that there. Check out Hammered Lures. There. Check out Fish Mob Lures. Who else? We should. Maybe maybe Onyx. Jay's that was shameless. Let's say that. Let's say that. Just say it. Check out Onyx. Yeah. Just edit that part up. They got some pretty cool <laughs> ring gear. I'll say that much. So they do. Uh, they do. Yeah. With that being said, sorry again, guys. That. Uh, pod got delayed a day but uh you know we're here should be back on schedule now so um and then uh i know youtube videos have been neglected that's on me uh i'm gonna start getting back into that just because of all the craziness that was going on being on the road for two days uh i had a guy fall out of work so i've been filling in so uh with that being said i should hopefully get back to uploads real soon so till next time guys tight lines smooth paddling peace